Hi, I'm Dr. Rahman, and welcome to Black Women's Podcast. This is the last podcast for 2023, and I wanted to start by saying thank you for listening to Black Women's Health Podcast. It's about Black women's health, understanding that health is a broad term for physical, emotional, mental, financial, and social well-being. I'd like to end this last podcast by talking about the controversial, the controversial, the color purple. The color purple has always been somewhat controversial. It was published in 1982. Um, that following year, Alice Walker was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for fiction, becoming the first African-American woman to receive this honor. By 1985, it was turned into a feature film being directed by Steven Spielberg. It did well in the box office. It garnered 11 Academy Award nominations. It won zero, none at all. And over the time in 2005, it was turned into a musical Broadway show. And in 2015, there was a, a revision of the musical. And this year, it became, there was the movie adaptation of the musical, The Color Purple. So over the past 41 years, there have been a lot of color purples. But there's always been some controversy, whether it's why is there a white director, Steven Spielberg, directing a film about Black people and Black people's lives and how we relate to each other? Why is there so much negativity towards Black males? And why is there so much violence between Black men and Black women, and what's going on with this relationship between Seely and Shook. So there's always been controversy around the color purple. And I believe that part of it stems from the author. Alice Walker has been somewhat of a multi-layered, complex, very nuanced type of Black woman, very thoughtful. And it makes sense that what she would birth, what she would produce, would be something that would be, that would also be thought provoking and intriguing. Alice Walker was born February the 9th. Um, her parents were sharecroppers. 
and she was the youngest of eight children. It said that she learned of her, she discovered her love for writing and her ability as a youth. She graduated as valedictorian of her class, received a scholarship to Spelman College, attended Spelman for two years before transferring to Sarah Lawrence in New York. And it's during her senior year in college that her first literary work, a book of poetry, was published. Impressive. But it's also said that she had the opportunity to meet Dr. Martin Luther King. And at some point, she was compelled to return to the self, to, to return to the South, to become involved in Black voter registration. And it was there that she met a white Jewish law student that she later married and had a child with. And so we start to understand on very real terms that for Alice, love didn't have to look a particular type of way in order to be received. Eventually, Alice Walker would move back to New York. She would divorce. She would struggle financially. And along the way, she would become involved with unearthing and bringing out of obscurity the works of yet another Black female author who she said had guts, soul, and a loud mouth. And that was Sora Neale Hurston. It said that Alice Walker and a colleague actually traveled to Florida to find the grave of Sora Neale Hurston. And there they put a marker that said, a genius of the South. And that's special because I know that there's a real possibility that I may not have known of Sora Neale Hurston had it not been for Alice Walker. That I may never have read their eyes are watching God had it not been for Alice Walker. And for me, this demonstrates that the ability and the willingness to support another Black woman has always been there for Alice Walker. As noted, The Color Purple did well. Alice Walker had much acclaim with The Color Purple. Financial struggles lessened. However, she fell into disfavor for her political stance that was pro-Palestinian. She said 
that she's never been anti-Semitic, but has always stood by the fact that she was pro-Palestinian. And this has not always been viewed favorably. And so one has to wonder, can you be, can you be pro-Palestinian and pro-Israeli? Is it possible? And in a war where children and women are defined as collateral damage, is it possible that you can have too much collateral damage? Is there another way which makes you think back to Martin Luther King when he said that the It makes you think, it makes you think, it makes you wonder. When Martin Luther King said, the ultimate tragedy is not the oppression or the cruelty by the bad people, but the silence over that by the good people. Alice Walker took a stand, which has not always been viewed favorably. In addition, Alice Walker has been open about her sexuality and her ability to love both men and women, which makes her a very nuanced and complex Black woman. Which is why we would think, or I would think, that anything she produces would be nuanced and complex. But when we start talking about the color purple, the movie, or the musical, or the, the adaptation to the musical, we're no longer just talking about a person, an author. We're talking about a, a business enterprise. And it's been estimated that the budget for this latest rendition was $100 million. And success at the box office would be if it earned $200 million. And that's where we come into play. The question is, do we support the color purple? Again, do we give our money at the box office? And that's an individual decision. For me, the answer was yes. 
I don't know the last time I saw so many Black people on screen. I don't ever remember seeing Fantasia as a protagonist. I don't know if I ever will again. I want to support Black businesses, not because it's necessarily perfect, but because it's a start. We're on a path to bigger and better. And so if my $11 helps the cause, I'm in. And I've heard the complaints. And some of them I, I actually agree with, such as, whew, how many more renditions or versions of the color purple do we need? Now, that's an interesting question because, you know, there have been lots of um, renditions of Hamlet and Macbeth and even August Wilson's Fences. And if each rendition gives us yet a different interpretation or different nuance in, in the play, is that necessarily a bad thing? And so there have been a lot of color purples, but was there something different about each and every one? And that's something we have to look at and think about. Too much negativity, too much depression, too, too much um, a negative portrayal of Black men and Black male-female relationships. And that's present in this movie, but it doesn't end there. There is, for lack of a better term, redemption. And so while it's not something we like seeing, we like seeing the triumph. Others have said we need to talk about more than slavery in the color purple. And I agree with that too, but until we have more, until we have better, I want to be part of the solution that helps us to get to that point. And others have said, I just don't like musicals. And I actually felt that way too. Didn't think I would enjoy seeing the movie adaptation of the musical, The Color Purple, but I have to say, I, I was, I have to say that I appreciated what I saw. I found it, I found it uplifting. At the end of the movie, there were tears in my eyes. Because it gave me such an appreciation for Alice Walker. What, what an accomplishment to, to create a piece of work and 41 years later, people still want to produce your work.
what, what an accomplishment that is. And I hope you have received royalties in the past and are continuing to receive royalties for your great work. I have appreciation for Oprah Winfrey. And it's sometimes hard to appreciate successful people. But we know that Oprah did not inherit her wealth from her parents. This is a Black female self-made billionaire. And she took on the task of this project called The Color Purple. And anyone that's taken on a project, anyone, no matter whether it's a big project or a small project, knows that it's hard work, knows that there will be mistakes, knows that there will be misunderstandings, knows that all you can do is your best and work to improve upon whatever it is that you produce. And for that reason, I appreciate her effort. I appreciate Taraji, Taraji, who was honest about the disparity in opportunity, the disparity in pay. And while it's hard to hear, painful to witness, we know it's real because for so many of us, we have experienced the same in our own work environment. So it's not foreign. We know it's real. And we applaud Taraji for not giving up. We applaud her for giving her best. We appreciate her. And Fantasia, there's something powerful about, there's something powerful, there's something majestic, and that's the word. There's something majestic about seeing someone come into their own, their A-game. They recognize their majesty. They accept their color purple. And that's what I saw with Fantasia's performance. And so, there are so many people involved, I can't possibly name them all, but I have to say that it fills me with pride as a Black woman concerned about Black women. I, when I watch the movie, I can say that I saw women encouraging each other. When I saw the movie, I saw black women coming together. When I saw the movie, I saw enterprise. I saw women coming home. I saw healing 
And I saw us embracing our majesty, accepting our color purple. And for me, that was beautiful. That was worth witnessing, knowing that there's more to come. And so on this last podcast of 2023, I want to say that I thank you. I thank you for hanging in there with me. And you have my commitment to work to be better, to be more relevant, to be committed to giving you the truth and the facts as best as I can. And if by chance you totally disagree with everything I say, I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that, you know? We, we, can, we can have a difference of opinion. We can share, we can enlighten each other. And I look forward to 2024 and I send you all peace. Take care. <laughs>